Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with 2008's the incredible hulk the second installation into the mcu and i'm so very excited it was released on june 13th 2008 it was written by zach penn who has been a familiar name throughout this project uh, been the writer of many a thing and it was directed by Louis Leterrier. I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And back for the first time since the conclusion of the Spider-Man trilogy, Michael Muehlberger. What's up, homie? Yes, sir. Back again. What, like a fifth time now in a year? Fifth time so, now. Fifth yeah. time, yeah. And, I'm happy uh, to have you, man. And you're hitting all the biggies. You're hitting all the biggies. Fuck. Batman, yeah. Spider-Man. Hulk, these are icons. So I'm I'm very happy to have you. And, and it, uh, it brings back a ton of nostalgia too. I'm like, I haven't watched any of these movies in a long time, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't plan on it without this project being a thing. And I'm thankful for that. Oh, absolutely. How how are you feeling about the Incredible Hulk? F- fresh off a of watch, was it? Th- was this a rewatch for you? Yes, yes. I've I've uh, I watched it when it first came out. Obviously, I was you know big big Marvel guy, big superhero guy. So I was actually, whenever I first heard about this opportunity, I thought it was the, the, the ones prior, the, not the mm. MCU ones. Mm-hmm. If, if you know what I'm talking about, I thought it was those two. Cause I love those movies. Those are like my first, oh. I think ever, maybe possibly, I'm not really sure, but a long time ago, but those are like my first, like vivid, like superhero movies. So I got really excited, but I mean, obviously can't go wrong with Hulk, but to answer your question, I had a lot of mixed feelings about this movie. First, first watch, I was pretty iffy. Was like, uh, I didn't really enjoy it a whole lot. I was like a lot of questions I had, but after like the second and thirty watch, I kind of filled in some of those bubbles and holes. And like, okay, this makes more sense. And then I was therefore I was able to enjoy it more. But I, get that. I had mixed feelings there. All right, yeah, no, that's a that's a good place to be sitting, especially coming into a podcast. You get to uh, explore all those feelings in their entirety. But uh, Joe, how are you feeling fresh off of this watch? That's this is probably my third watch ever, if I had to guess. But the ones before were probably—I mean, I don't even remember how long ago it would have been since I I've seen this. But I remembered it worse than. The most recent watch. I watched it, and I was actually a little surprised, I guess. I think um, the story's a little simple, I think, you know? It's kind of surface level, and they kind of jump you in with um, a lot of backstory that you're just kind of supposed to just kind of wrap your head around, which I guess it's not, not that tough, but, like, it's there's this just big montage at the beginning where it's like, yeah, you know, just... 
military guy, Hulk on the run, you know, and like all, all this crazy stuff's happening. And like I'm watching, I'm like, wait a minute, is this just like some cool title sequence, or like are they kind of expecting you to like, like, take all of this for the background? I guess it's not that super important for the movie, but uh, I don't know. I guess like this is the MCU's like first run at Hulk. And I guess this is a pretty good origin, you know, like, dealing with his main problem of, like, not wanting to be the Hulk and trying to get rid of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I would have liked to see the original um, experiment go bad and and how it all how it all began rather than this point in time or structure it differently to have it, inclu- like, all included. Interesting. Um, I uh I didn't mind that choice one bit. It's actually kind of on brand for the MCU to hit the ground running because I mean later on with Spider Man, we don't mm-hmm. explore that origin in the slightest. It's just kind of like here's everything after the falling out of mm. exactly. It, it felt like uh what we did cover earlier was the 2003 Hulk that Michael was talking about with Eric Bana and uh, Nick mm-hmm. Nolte and and those guys, but. Uh, there is until there comes a point when Liv Tyler doesn't know that Ed Norton's Bruce Banner is Hulk. It could be a sequel to that movie. Ooh. Uh, and that montage kind of takes you over everything that kind of happened in the 2003 version of the movie. So like, I think that like, if you, if you even vaguely know that story where, you know, Thunderbolt Ross was trying to take down the Hulk and, you know, they, cause they do a different gamma radiation thing, um, at the beginning where like they're actually running tests on Bruce Banner instead of him like getting in the way of something. Yeah. And oh no, he's about to be infused with gamma radiation. They're like, they're doing shit to Bruce at the beginning of the movie, which was interesting. But, uh, yeah, regardless, I, I actually really enjoy the, the choice to pick it up. From, I mean, like at the end of the Hulk 2003 movie, you remember he goes to, goes to the jungle and the last line of that movie is him in, in Portuguese or Spanish, if I recall correctly saying, you're making me angry. You know, like, uh, so like I thought it was like an interesting little continuation ish of that story because this is also coming at a point when Marvel is Marvel Studios is trying really hard to get their thing off the ground with this and they had to. Yeah. This is still a universal movie like the 2003 uh picture so you could tell that there's probably a lot of warring studio advice coming in where it's like they want it to be a new thing but they want it to be a continuation of what people have known the most recent Hulk movie to be. And so like, there's a, there's a weird balance and it kind of feels like it's at war with itself a few times throughout the movie. But, uh, overall Mm. I had a, uh, like most people put this at the bottom of their MCU ranking. Like it's like, Oh, if you're, if you're looking at the whole MCU, this is bottom three. And I don't feel that way after this watch. I feel, I feel pretty, uh, at, at least middle of the road for the MCU, if not above average for the MCU. I think that it has, you know, it has an original flair and it has, it has a little bit more in common. Uh, last week for the Iron Man episode, we said that it has a lot in common with the early 2000s superhero movies. Mm-hmm. This is even more so has yeah. a lot in common with early 2000s superhero movies. So I'm feeling, I feel pretty good about it. And I love Ed Norton. So like, uh, I, I'm a big Ed Norton fan. So having him in this movie really, really boosts it for me. But, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. This it did coming like after Iron Man, and you know, kind of jumping back into that vein of of the classic kind of superhero movies um, of the early two thousands and what they felt like. This one was was just that turned up to to max. Um, I feel like I feel like this is um, I don't know maybe Hulk is probably more well known than Iron Man. I'd say is like an icon. One hundred percent. Maybe not like yeah. today. Like if you ask a kid today, I think Iron Man might be more. Well no, known but at the time for year. sure. But like, yeah, I, I bet this movie was was like the big pull of like they're like, oh, we're doing Hulk. You know, like we did Iron Man. It was kind of like a we're starting our our shit and mm-hmm. everything and. You know, we'll start with Iron Man. But that was, I don't know, I, there were a few comic book, I guess, moments in here. But it, it felt it felt largely just like military, um, you know, just kind of like ev- everything's pretty normal in this movie other than the fact that he can turn into a, you know, 10, 15, I don't know how tall he is, but. Uh, yeah, that's one of the same things that have, that happens in 2003 where like the the scale of him kind of goes mm-hmm. up and down it feels like sometimes he's ridiculously huge and other times he's like 10 feet tall and you're like Depends on how angry he is you know yeah. if he's really mad he just i'm not a fan of the mechanic they use for when he turns the 200 beats per minute heart rate is like if you get there yeah you're turning like nah it shouldn't be for any situation it should be when he gets angry it shouldn't just be like oh i'm horny and now i'm my heartbeat's getting high dude tries to have sex and then literally he's getting there and then he's like oh well can't sorry i'll literally literally destroy you and if i'm on top at the time yeah you're dead as well um yeah just a lot of problems that that go on there um but yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. Just, just pick it two hundred, just two hundred beats per minute, instant Hulk mode. No matter what you do, um, I, I, maybe it's it's just uh, something for the movie. I don't know to like, but like they they never really played on it other than the sex thing, and that's pretty much. And then, I, well, okay, he's getting chased. Um, yeah, like they do the whole like they're, they're trying to angle it with like a Zen thing. Yeah. Like he has to he has to control his heart rate in order for him to not turn Hulk mode. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes sense in a context where he's angry. You know, like uh, yeah. But if he's not angry, that's just not what the Hulk's all about, man. That's just not what I, that's not how what I'm feeling. But mm. regardless, overall, that's my like that's like my main gripe as far as like an adaptation concern um Mm -hmm. beyond that they do a pretty good job i I enjoy betty ross in this movie a great deal i think that this is a wonderful continuation uh of the legacy in live action with jennifer Connolly having been betty ross last time i believe i gave her the character nod in the 2003 hulk um i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with it i think that's the case Mm -hmm. if not uh, yeah we both did yeah, I'm sticking with that. I'm giving Liv Tyler as Betty Ross my character nod for this movie. I thought that, you know, she was uh she was a good she was a good character. She was a good chick. I thought it was absolutely fucking hilarious what they do with her story where she's like really really happily in a relationship and then the moment 
that Bruce shows back up, that guy's not even a fucking thing anymore. And that's so goddamn funny. Oh my um, god. I did not even think about Never that. comes back around. Like and yeah. the dude Ty Burrell, he's in Modern Family. I fucking oh love my god. Phil he's Dunphy. Literally the dad. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's Phil Dunphy. Fucking love him. But the fact that he's so fucking understanding of the situation, dude, he's like, well, yeah, that's Bruce. I get an out, like, yep, bye. You know, uh, hilarious. It's one could argue poorly done, but I think it's funny. So it's, it's worth it. Um, so I guess the idea is, um, so the original Hulk isn't really the original story here. I guess, right? No, they're playing with it a little bit more. Yeah. Like, the uh, the idea is they were together doing these experiments, mm -hmm. right? And, and similar to the 2003 Hulk. Yeah. This gamma thing, it was, it could actually change the world, but if in the wrong hands could go very wrong. So that's why Mm -hmm. he did the test on himself. And I think that's a, that's kind of a cool, um, cool origin, you know, Mm because then, um, it makes him have a reason to, like, keep his blood, you know, like, no one can get his blood, he's very careful, he doesn't want to spread this weapon, you know, out everywhere. I think that's a cool twist to add to his story, other than it just being, like, a freak accident, where, like, it's like, oh, this crazy thing happened to me, I want to get rid of it. It's like, yeah. no, I voluntarily did this to myself, knowing what it, I mean, I don't think he knew it turned him into the Hulk, but, um... He knew it was least, dangerous. Yeah. yeah, at least it's it's something more of like his own decision. And uh, I don't know. I, I gave uh, I gave Ed Norton the the clean sweep here, uh, performance and character. Because um, because uh, I guess Betty, if if there are some like fall throughs with her, it it kind of would be her previous relationship. I guess you know um, probably oh, should have yeah, yeah. been brought up a little bit. Um, yeah. They go but, on the run and she forgets he exists. It's outstanding. Yeah, I love it. It's yeah, she hysterical. really does instantly. And I don't know. She does have a line that I thought was pretty funny. And it is when they're about to have sex and can't. Um, and uh, he, Bruce just says, "I can't get too excited." And Betsy says, "Not even a little excited?" Question mark. Yeah. Uh, she was like, you know, may- maybe like I mean, we could see what happens. You know, I mean, like. Yeah. So I, mean, I think combat the situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, how Mormons, you know, I think yeah. so. Time to go and start jumping on the bed. <laughs> I think uh, I've recently, I have just recently heard about this Mormon thing and jumping really? on the bed. I have like never heard of it in my entire life. And like, yeah, it's what a wow. Like, that's insane. I think this is more of like, she wants to fuck the Hulk. You know, I think she's like, no matter what happens, they were already like a thing. And like, she was already kind of with him before, but now it's like he can turn into the Hulk. So she's like, I mean, like anybody, anybody would be curious, you know, I mean, oh. like, come on. It's like, that's the whole, I'd be right horrified. Um, I, yeah, it'd probably be, I mean, it sounds like a good idea at first, but then it probably just isn't. I Never once does it sound like a good idea to me. I'm like, you're going to destroy um, my entire being. That's fair. Yeah, Uh, it's probably just never good. That grows exponentially with the body. There's no way. If it's growing at the same rate that the rest of him is. uh, 
especially if it happens while they, they're having sex. That's ooh, that's rope. Like we're getting we're we're getting into some of the boys oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Mid, um, mid. That's a crazy thought. Wow. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, but the, the the movie literally plays on it, so we gotta go with it. You know, it's not like we're it's not like we're speculating from nothing. You know, he's like, no, I can't get too excited, and he fucking can't. Yeah. Um, no. but uh, Mike, what about you? A favorite character in this movie? Dang, I thought we were all you know, on the same page. You know, as the whole just mm-hmm. badass. You know, he's a beast. He's huge. He's strong. He's fast. Mm-hmm. He can dump. You know. He's everything that I wanted to be, mm. um, but then I'm actually his alter ego, the nice Bruce guy. Where I'm just a nerd that sticks like stays to myself. That's who I am, actually. So mm. I thought we we're all gonna be on the same page as the Hulk, but yeah, it's like I wanted to is, spice it up a little bit. This is yeah. the perfect example of like showing what a STEM major, uh, just a nerd that keeps to themselves what could do if given the capabilities of the whole, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, I know for a fact, I can't go on the street and pick a fight with anybody. I'm going to fucking die. You know, it's like, that's just, that's stupid for me. But like, if I had the Hulk in my back pocket, holy shit. I mean, I would be a completely different person. Um, but I would walk around if like I had the whole stick. Yeah. You know, I guess, I guess it, it is his thing to want to get rid of it. You know, he's trying to do his everything to, to cure himself and everything. I don't, is there ever a moment where it's like, cause he does try to cure himself, but it's never like, this is incurable for sure. Like there's never a moment in time where it's like, you'll never be cured ever. And here's why. Um, I wish there was kind of like a moment like that. And then we had to see him like accept, um, I guess it's kind of a really long battle that he accepts the Hulk, and that's kind of the point. Maybe over many, many, many a years. Um, so maybe that's a little. Maybe I'm asking for a little too much. But, yeah, no, because um, no, I don't think I don't think you're asking for too much. I don't think that's a terrible idea, but I do think that what what I think this story gives him the opportunity to do is accept being the Hulk by choice. You know, like it's not like. You never have, like, cause the, the cure would work if he regularly indulged in it. You know, like, it's not like it's a one, uh, one be all end all. That's it for me. I think he would have to, yeah, like, yeah, it's like right. a dose thing. Like he takes it every day and, the, you know, so, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. and it would keep Hulk at bay. But I think the thing that he does here where he gets to choose, like, all right, they need help. I'm the one who can help them. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I think it does create a little bit more of a hero moment for Bruce yeah. as opposed to being like, oh, well, actually, you're always going to be the Hulk, so you're just going to have to figure out how to accept that. Um, yeah, and it was it was really cool seeing him, like, not change, like, before. Like, whenever they're attacking him at, like, the school or wherever they're at, like, the university, and he's in that bridge, you know, mm-hmm. and he has to get, uh, you know, Betty gets out of there. Hard. But, yeah, and, like, they... And, like, he always waits till the last possible moment, you know, for the mm-hmm. Hulk to come out. He never is like, okay, fuck it. Like, these guys piss you me off. You get the fuck like, out of here. Get away from me. I, I yeah. love that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was, I, I guess that that was really cool of him actively not using it. And then just, just going, like, literally six feet under whenever he jumped out of that helicopter. It just, mm-hmm. right through the asphalt. Like, I thought, I mean, 
I think that's the uh like in the MCU whenever um Mark Ruffalo jumps on like the the rainbow bridge and just eats it. I think this is like a callback to that a little bit. You know cuz you expect him to kind of or like transform in the air. That is a callback or, to this. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um but like I don't know, I think you kind of expect him to like transform in the air and do some cool superhero landing, you know, and, and Hulk's No, but the Hulk away. literally keeps him alive. Like that's yeah, something that he dies, like or I guess not dies. But then the Hulk is like, well, you would die here, so I got to come out. Yeah. Um, did he know that, though? Or was he like, well? That was a that was a risk. He didn't know the Hulk would come yeah. back out because he'd just taken the cure. You know, he was like, I That's think I could true. do this. He also and had I, that whole scene there. where they are Tim oh. Blake Nelson showing up as Samuel Stearns. Ooh. Fucking hilarious. I love Tim Blake Nelson, and mm-hmm. he's a fantastic actor. Um and this is quite the eccentric character for him to be playing. Uh, the He's a fucking weirdo. Um, but I, I love it. I love the energy. Yeah. And uh, the scene where they're, they're lit- he's hooked up to the machines and they're trying to cure him. And Betty climbs on top of him and is like, Bruce, stay with me. You know, like that whole thing. I love mm-hmm. that shit. That seems like classic Hulk stuff. And yeah. uh, especially with Samuel Stearns, who in comic book lore becomes a supervillain. Um, like I mean, when his head has- grows. At the end, he becomes oh, the leader. That's pretty uh, cool. The leader is a superhero entity that he, uh, or a supervillain yeah, entity that he becomes. Dude had some, like, gamma fetish or something, I don't know. Yeah. Dude, dude was was really into that. Um, but no, that's, I, I don't know. I think the the movie just keeps getting better and better, though. Like, that's... Like, whenever it starts to get, like, into that area, and, like, you know, you have, oh, what's his name? His real-life name. Um, Abomination in this one. Emil Blonsky. Oh, Blonsky, um, yeah. Good old Emil Blonsky played, yeah, Tim Roth. Um, Love Tim Roth. He's, he's, you know, he just keeps getting defeated, and he's like, I need more. I gotta beat this guy. I, I can work harder. I can beat him. You know, I just mm-hmm. gotta go more. He's a super soldier. They, First they MCU him- super soldier. They give him the super soldier serum. Well, Steve is already a thing, right? I mean, appearing on screen, yes. Okay, okay, fair. I don't mean literally timeline-wise, but yes. As far as MCU movies, this is the second one, and there's none in the first. Dude's a super soldier, and it's got, is it straight up Hulk's DNA, or how do they give him, what... How do they get that shit that actually made him? I'm pretty sure it is Bruce Banner's DNA because there comes a point where like his blood seeped into one of the bottles and then they they find a trace of it and they that's how they know where to find him. And I'm assuming Lee. that's where they synthesized it. It was um, Stan Lee that got the soda. That oh, yeah. Drank it. Yeah, that's right. Good old good old Stan Lee cameo. Um, Gotta have it. Little. Little do we know that that soda did not affect him whatsoever because he's literally God um, mm. in this universe. So right. um, he it can't affect him, can't do anything to him. But uh, no, I I picked the I don't know. I did it again. I kind of picked the end for my scene. But man, this was a, a great ass fight at the end of the movie. Hulk vs. Abomination. I was like, okay. I strapped in and I was like, I'm ready. At at the point of the movie, they were building towards it. Like, that's all Emil Blonsky cares about is beating the Hulk. He doesn't give a shit about anything else military or, or like, anything else. He just wants to beat the Hulk. And so you got to love that for, for you know, the, the villain of the movie. Um, 
it's always that way. But I don't know. I love I love the um him just instinctually clapping like the fire out of the helicopter. You know, like yeah. who knows if he knew how to do that, but he was like, got to do something. I got you know? some crazy force in these hands. He do probably pull that off. Um, yes, he does. Um, but goddamn that freaking Thunderbolt Ross, that motherfucker. This, I mean, because this this is the same Thunderbolt Ross that does continue on to make like the Geneva Accords, right? Yes, yeah, he's there for Age of Ultron. R.I.P. to William Hurt. The actor died last year. No way. Um, yeah, which is why Harrison Ford has been recast. Ah, that's that who we, okay. I was uh-huh. wondering who Harrison Ford was like if he was just a yeah. Harrison Ford is going to play this guy now. Oh my um, god! And that's like what the th- oh my god! And that's what the Thunderbolts. Yeah, that's the thunder. That hello. A lot of things are clicking right now. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, going on at once. Um, I thought he was going to be the Red Hulk. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. Harrison mm-hmm. Ford. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the I've seen like tweets with that. I don't yeah. like is that like oh, for sure? Is that is like it? Oh. I got really excited that he might have been the Red Hulk Harrison Ford, but unfortunately he is not. I, yeah, I, think um, might be I don't think Harrison Ford would ever do that. Um I heard it might be upcoming. Like it I was think, uh pretty sure it is. For Captain America four, yeah. It, that's yeah, what it yeah. would be in. Um Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's, that's a movie that Tim Blake, Tim Blake Nelson is rumored to return in as the leader, and Betty Ross, Liv Tyler, is rumored to return. Uh, so, like, uh, huh. there's a lot of shit in Captain America 4 that could possibly, and that's what's so fucking bizarre, is that, like, they're about to make a Hulk sequel wrapped in Anthony Mackie's first Captain America movie, which... I'm I'm a little iffy on, but like that's fine, you know. It's it'll be fun. Um, yeah. but yeah, like uh, this character Thunderbolt Ross does typically become Red Hulk. So if he does do that, I'm I'm more than down for it. But uh, that's uh, that's something that that's a part of this character's lore. Like he's a part of the Thunderbolts as Red Hulk. Uh, I see. That's good to know. That's good to know. Wow. Yeah, now wow. Now yeah Hulk's got some pretty cool villains. What's the the brain guy? What what's his name? The leader. The le- the leader. Wow. The leader. Wow, that's pretty. Um, I don't know Great. the word. Um, ostentatious. Is that is that what I'm looking for? Ostentatious. I don't know. That's He's not very a proud of himself uh, to just straight up call him. Is it, like he, does he wake up from that moment right there, getting his brain all big, and he's like, "I am the leader." I feel like he's very Nazi for some reason. Um, like there's, he's a, like, there's a little bit of that going I'm on. The leader. Um, I don't know why I went there, but uh, it's from Boise, so oh, probably okay. <laughs> Boise, Idaho. So like, <laughs> I mean, he could be a neo-Nazi, but beyond that, yeah, the only thing that clicks in my head when I hear Boise is a blue football field. Right, right. That's it. It's the only thing I got from Boise. I think that's the only thing that's in that state. Is that? I think that is actually the perimeter of Boise. It's just the, the football stadium. field. Just yeah. the football field. Yeah, I think, I think it is. <laughs> the capital of Idaho is just is just that football field. Yeah, yeah, it 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 does. Do, I guess every football, regular football field, Either, the green that, screen. Or, that's where they're headquartering the Long John Silvers, and that's those people are keeping that channel. Long John Silver. There you go. 
Where um, the Hulk podcast will take you. <laughs> In the most random direction. Long John Silver's nah. Uh but uh we go into our first ad read ever and it's for Long John Silver's that'd be, <laughs> that'd be incredible. But, uh, yeah. Uh no, uh no, I had a I had a great time with this movie, man. I think that there's a lot of uh you know, I've been watching a lot of monster movies and stuff in anticipation of the five by five. And, you know, I watched Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde last week, like the original uh, spoken version of it. And like th- it was a double feature. I watched this and I watched this and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde back to back. So and then Fight Club after. So there was just like three right there that are like the alternate evil self, quote unquote, um versus your normal everyday self it was a wonderful run of movies there but uh i think that there's a reason ed norton no longer plays the hulk in the mcu and it's because the vision he had for this character you know the sort of stuff you were complaining about uh as far as what you don't like in this movie where it seems a lot of there's a lot of preoccupation with sort of the internal conflict of bruce banner and trying to control the hulk and keep him at bay he wanted to continue playing with that and he wanted to continue exploring the hulk as a singular entity and they were like well he's pretty much just gonna be a big old fun Mm -hmm. murder machine from now on so and he was like well i'm not gonna do that which I'm okay with. He's now a part of the Wes Anderson lexicon, so I'll take it. Um, but and he certainly wouldn't have been had he had he continued playing Hulk. Um, that would have been a weird. That's a that's a big path. Like, uh, but hey, I love Mark Ruffalo. I do love Mark Ruffalo. I do. But imagining like RDJ and Ed Norton acting off each other in these situations and that's stuff true. would be pretty fucking good. They were building quite the repertoire what what yeah what come is it iron man 2 that just comes next actually or am i i believe to... so i believe iron man 2 is the next yeah, mcu movie and then thor um okay so and then that's when they they rope in good old... and then the first avenger and then the avengers yeah they were they were stacking up rdj i guess rdj you know that was it was a gamble to go with him in the first big you know, comeback a... role for yeah. him for sure but ed norton i feel i don't know him like coming off Fight Club too, watching that. I know that's um that is a little bit before this, but ten years yeah, almost. Yeah. Um he's he's no small name, I think like that's no. that's for sure. No, I mean he'd done American History X, he'd done Fight Club. You know, it is interesting to think about where he would have been at in his career come two thousand eight with would he have been in the midst of a little bit of a lull? Because I know that the twenty tens mm. have kind of reignited his sort of uh, movie star status, but like he was sure as shit, the most famous he's ever been in the nineties, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's funny. You mentioned the, like the monster movies and stuff. Cause my shot, I, it was like the most, I don't know. I feel like this is a classic uh, Frankenstein shot or some, I don't know. I've never seen the Frankenstein. So I don't, I don't know, but I feel like it is. And it's after he does plummet, into the road and he sticks his hand up and it's Hulk hand. And then, mm. you know, it's just, just classic, you know, the green yeah, some zombie movie, sh- evil yeah. dead. Is, is that a Frankenstein yeah. thing? Or is that just kind of like a classic zombie trope? 
I think more zombie trope than Frankenstein because Frankenstein's mm. never really buried and it's typically through the through True. the ground. True. Um, Does he ever come through like a roof or like the floor? Or I mean, like, he's he's, I don't know. he's he's emerged through burning rubble. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think what I'm thinking of is is definitely in a grave and it's a zombie. I mean, you got some, like, Michael Jackson thriller stuff going on there. Could be it. Um, That could be the literal shot, like, that I'm thinking of. Um, No, but, but, like, that's that's a classic one. I've got a little bit of a similar thing going on, but I want to hear Mike's first. What about you? What was your favorite little visual in this movie? So, I had one, and I thought it would have been, like, okay, there's no way anything's going to beat this. I saw it, and it was, like, the coolest thing that the movie had to offer, but it was also only, like, 30 minutes in. Um, so I originally had when Hulk, I think, had come back, or Bruce had come back to America um, and was, I don't know where exactly where he was at. I think it was like Virginia or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But he was running because they found him again, and they had trapped him in this hallway with the glass, um, and they threw smoke bombs mm-hmm. out of there. And then they do a slow-mo cut of him getting big and green, and he just jumps out. <sighs> and wow, yeah. That was like the coolest thing. But shortly after that, Hulk obtains two giant shields of, like, bulletproof, okay. like, Iron Man. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this man's already badass and scary enough. Now you give him those two things. It's like, I thought that was the coolest thing. So that's my favorite shot is him with those two. Yeah, yeah. giant shields. Double fisting, double fisting shield, double feet. That was hard. That was hard. No, I loved that shit. I did go, I went like a little bit more classic monster movie sort of thing. And it's his first transformation in the movie that we get to watch unfold where like you see the people, you know, uh, the, the gang sort of fucking with him and fucking with that chick. And, you know, but then the, uh, the officers come and chase them down the federal agents Mm. from the United States. And, but so his heart rate's getting up there. It reaches that point and there's nothing he can do. And he knows that. And like, it's really dramatically lit. Like the top half mm-hmm. of his face is, is entrenched in shadow. And so is the bottom half, but he like snaps his head to the left and opens his eyes and they're like vibrantly green. And that's all that, that all the shot is. And I just thought that was so fucking cool. It was, Dude, uh, like for 2008, like it's not bad. Like, it's no, like, I mean, the visual it, effects, they, poured fucking money into the hole yeah like places it, where you can start to like notice stuff is abomination abomination has a little bit of a weirder thing going on um but hulk yeah. is kind of seamless Dude. at almost every turn like hulk he is pretty damn good and my my alternate shot was after he does transform and he takes betty away and they're in that cave mm-hmm. at nighttime and it's oh. raining yeah. yeah and he just he just lets one out oh dude man no and like I think they they did really well with lighting him very well and like lighting him in ways that made him look really good. I guess if that makes yeah. sense, uh, like in the rain, um, the shadow in that dark, in the factory, like yeah. you're saying, like it, it, I don't know. There was like you'd be afraid of that, th- you know, and like Blonsky being like, it, I, I don't. He had help, you know, like uh there was another there was there was this i it was the craziest thing i've ever seen and then like thunderbolt happened to be like no that that is banner he was like what the fuck and then he's like oh okay i gotta do something about this then you know like i i do love tim roth in this movie you know it's funny i recently rewatched pulp fiction for the first time in Mm. a good year 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the guy who sticks up the diner with, uh, with that chick, uh, at the beginning and the end of the movie. Um, and to see, uh, like, it is so crazy to watch these people who have acted in, like, Tarantino and Fincher and all these, like, really acclaimed directors and best picture nomination movies and stuff. And then it's like, let's throw them in this fucking incredible Hulk movie. And I love that. You know, like, I love whenever these giant fuck and like, cause obviously superhero movies in 08 are a very different thing than they are now. Now it's like, do you want some guaranteed fucking money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and be a Marvel superhero. You know, like try to figure something out there. Yeah. Uh, in 08, it was like, we have a chance to do something relatively new, relatively fresh and kind of take our new take on it. And now it's, it's, it's very different than it was 15 years ago, you know? So like, uh, mm-hmm. to, to know that voices like Ed Norton and Tim Roth were like really, really trying to push something here. Uh, I, I love that. You know, I thought that that was like a fun little, hmm. fun little addition to this movie, but, uh, I enjoy Emil Blonsky a lot. Like the, and I like, I like a villain who's just, there's not nuance. There's no nuance to this guy. It's not like, uh, you know what? Maybe he was right. There's nothing to be right about. He's just like, I want to fight the Hulk and I want to beat him. That's all yeah. he wants. And that's all like, it's he, perfect. No, yeah. You could, fucking love it. Ask for anything more out of a villain. And like, and then he actually does come back in She-Hulk and he's yep. this totally just, he's vibing out, you know, he's got like eight wives or whatever and, um, is literally, so he can control his abomination, like at will, um, just whenever he wants, you know, he's, he's chilling. Um, and man, that is weird to think about that this, they already do have a character from this movie back in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I guess the Hulk is technically, yeah, but like as well, an but, actor who was in this yeah. movie has already come back as the same character. Because mm-hmm. with Mark Ruffalo, you know, they acknowledge some of the events that happen in this movie. Um, come the Avengers, Mark Ruffalo acknowledges that you know the last time he got angry, he destroyed half of Harlem, mm-hmm. uh, and and something like that. Um, but. You know, they don't do a, they don't do a lot to acknowledge it. And the way this movie ends, they don't keep that. What do you mean? The, the ending of this movie gives me the impression that Ed Norton, Bruce Banner, has completely gained control over oh. the Hulk and ability to go back and forth. Cause mm-hmm. he's like, days since last incident. However, 30 fucking yeah. days or whatever. And then he snaps his eyes open. It's like zero. And it's, and yeah. it was super cool, but it's like, you could tell he did that on purpose. And it's, and going That's forward, true. they do not have that with Mark Ruffalo's, with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. I'm always I didn't, angry. I didn't even pick that up. I just, I thought that he could not control it. And then he got angry. And so. That was a good catch. I didn't even, yeah, pick that up. Well, that's the thing is, like, I, I suppose it could be that. That's just my interpretation based on the acting choice by Ed Norton. Like, they don't really do anything. Yeah, because he gives a smile. He gives a grin yeah, at like, the end. You know, he's, he's like, like, happy to be doing it. Yeah, he's you know? like, ah, like, look at me now. Um, Which, yeah, I went Ed Norton for performance. I felt like kind of a an easy, an easy one for me. Mostly, be, I, it's, his second, it's his second performance nod for me this week. Uh, cause he, yeah. we did fight club earlier this week and he got the performance mm-hmm. nod there for me. But, uh, 
I thought he was fucking incredible in this movie. I thought he did a, a wonderful job. Mike, what about you performance-wise? Are you uh, landed in the same camp? I wanted to, and the only reason why I didn't is just because he was my answer for like pretty much everything else was <laughs> or yeah. the whole. So I wanted to switch it up a little bit. So this actually took me a while to figure out because um, like my first two watches, I was like, I still don't really know other than I always uh, came back to Bruce. But I ended up going with the guy who plays Abomination with, with something. Yeah, Tim Roth. Yeah, Tim, Tim Roth. Yeah. I just yeah. I thought he played him very well, and I thought he played like had the part down of like just being hungry and wanting to keep going more and more after the Hulk. Because um, there's a lots of t- a lot of times during the movie where he's told to like stand down and back off, and which ways that they probably could have controlled the situation and maybe captured him sooner, got him sooner, and so the movie would have just ended. But Thanks to this hungry dude that he just kept going and made it last longer. And I like yeah, that. Made it love, love yeah, how they're blasting him with like 50 caliber bullets. I mean, they're, they're throwing everything they got at him. And Emil Blonsky, you know, he's super slow. He's running up to him, pulls out a pistol. And, you know, he's like, he's like, I guess he's like point blank, whatever. But like, come on, dude. It, I mean, maybe he's just pissing him off. I don't know. Maybe, I yeah. mean, maybe it is just to, to get him pissed off. But no, that. Clearly knows it's not going to work. But. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, he's he he's hungry. He yeah. had one goal in mind, you know, like, even the Green Goblin. Like, he wanted Spider-Man dead, but he was also, like, just evil to be evil. He also had, like, other plans and shit. Emil Blonsky's sole plan is just get me better Beat so I can kill guys' ass. Like, yeah, I want to like, kill him. I it's want, personal I want, now. This motherfucker yeah. beat me once. I want to get like that. I want to be like that guy so I can beat him, you know? That's, and like whatever he becomes, you know, when Tim Blake Nelson's Samuel Stearns is like, uh, what I what I create here, you could be an abomination. Hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so dumb. I was asking earlier how we became the abomination he oh yeah do that had all of his shit all yeah, of had his all blood, of the blood all, of the, DNA, all yeah. the testing like i'm like hello he went to the leader um he's like he was already predisposed for it he, you know like there's no telling what it could do to you dude uh it could be an abomination and he's like well that's kind of hard that's what i'm gonna call myself uh, right, that yeah. <laughs> wait wait i like that i like that um <laughs> but yeah it's uh i I think that it's uh it's it's hilarious that this dude has no regard for what he's to become. It mm-hmm. does not matter to him. Like as long as I become something that is capable of holding my own against that guy, that's fine. You know, like uh that's that's all yeah. he's concerned with. Cuz he knows um, there's no shot he wins with what he has now. He's something needs to change if mm-hmm. he wants to win. So it's it's just as simple to say he doesn't care if he dies, if it kills him. It's just like yeah. I will die either way because I will just keep fighting the Hulk over and over with my current state. And eventually, he'll, I mean, he will die from that. Uh, even yeah. super soldiered up, I'd say. Um, yeah, and backing that up, also, he also has my favorite line. And mm. it also goes to explain like what he knows he's up against at the beginning of the movie, and he just doesn't care. He literally... When he comes back to the general, he's all in panic mode, like, what the heck just happened? And he's, like, it threw a forklift like it was a softball. And he was just, like, you could tell the panic and fear, but also, like, it was also, like, there wasn't a lot of funny parts in the movie, I, at least. I remember that. I thought that yeah. was one of your lines was his little panic. It threw a forklift like it was a softball. The way he say it, too. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he threw a forklift. 
Cliff. Like, it was a soft... Oh, no, he was like, what the fuck did I sign up for, you know? He's like, the fuck? But, you know, that... Emil Blonsky. No, he's... He's a... He's a sleeper in this movie, not gonna lie. Wish, uh... I don't know. They, like... Wish there was something more with him somehow. Yeah. Wish they could... It's hilarious that he just ab- he just wants to kill the Hulk. That's it. That's all that dude. That's all that's on his mind. Um, but okay, I think. Yeah, I get. I think. I think I've actually I've hit all of mine. I guess I'll I'll actually lock in the Hulk hand up through the road classic zombie shot. I had two shots, but I think I got all mine. I believe. Colton, have you said your line? I have not. I'm going classic. With the first 2003 Hulk movie that we covered, I went with uh, You're Making Me Angry, and You're Not Going to Like Me When I'm Angry. That was the, mm-hmm. the easy choice in that one. And I'm going the other classic Hulk line here. Hulk smash. You know, just just classic, man. I love whenever... Because something that this movie does really well is it's not negatively self-referential. You know, a lot of Marvel movies take themselves... Mm. like seriously in a negative way yeah. which is weird they're like oh that's too goofy we can, we got to acknowledge how goofy that is or else mm-hmm. but having the hulk literally say hulk smash fuck yeah i love that and to not now i feel like now someone will be like well that's a little on the nose isn't it like someone like also on screen at the moment be like well of course you know some dumb shit but mm-hmm. It's it's taken organically. It happens in a moment that it's like well earned. You know, it's not like it's it's his catchphrase the whole fucking time. He's not just throwing out you know Hulk smash all the time. He throws it out once in the movie. It's it's sparsely used and uh, to use nice. a catchphrase effectively. I think because they they purposely butcher it the first time. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, whenever he's speaking Portuguese and he goes, "You're making me hungry." And you're not going to like me when I'm yeah. hungry, you know? So, like, the, you know, that was a little bit of that self-referential, yeah. you know? Uh, but they ended up acting on it, I think, in a uh, in a fun, uh, effective manner. So I, I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed the classic Hulk smash line there. Mm-hmm. There we are. I think the last thing we need here would be a scene from Michael. And I think that that would be every favorite that we have. Yep. Uh, I would... I was gonna try. I was trying to tag on to because my my favorite scene was the same as yours, Joe. Um, mm. So the, obviously the end fight scene between the two. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I thought that was a clear choice right there. That was so so fun to watch. But only thing. So we we talked about it earlier. So no need to bring it back around. But I'm just curious. How do these things die? Like mm. how do they die? Hulk like we doesn't. I think Bruce slash hulk falls like damn near a thousand feet into the air mm-hmm. or a thousand feet from the air into like concrete or pavement probably didn't even no. get a you know yeah. shut that off and then you have the abomination who is getting his head pounded in to that same ground by a split police car mm-hmm. i don't even think yep. he got a scratch from that nope how do these guys like how do Nothing. you I definitely them. I think the Hulk doesn't die. Like I'm pretty sure like in comics he is just there when everyone else is dead. He's still on earth. Um at least in some stories, I don't know, maybe Yeah, there's there's certain stories where that's not the case, but and it, it all depends on how a writer wants to write something, you know. Like I think that uh 
this was at a point where they were they were still pretty early on in the MCU, and I think they wanted to keep certain characters around in case they ever wanted to come back to them. Something that pisses me off about a lot of MCU movies within the last five, six, seven, eight years is that they kill off the villain, which is not not fun. You know, like I like when a like when a villain can return and continue to wreak havoc on a hero's life. Like that's, that's some exciting shit, you know? Um, but, uh, so I think, I think if Hulk wanted to, he could murder abomination, but I think they like, uh, and I think that if they create another entity, that's as strong as the Hulk, he has the capability to murder Hulk, but they don't, there's no natural cause about it. Like it's gotta be, you know, ill intent. I'm, I'm going to kill you sort of thing. Um, now how they go about managing that. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Cause I guess abomination was also only at like 17% strength of the Hulk or whatever. Like, I think if you see the, the bottle that the leader, uh, picks for him whenever he's like injecting him. With it, I think it says like seventeen percent strength or something like that. Mm. So, so you know, he's he's not the full Hulk. Okay, he's just super soldiered Hulk, seventeen percent Hulk. Uh, when you do the math of super soldier plus seventeen percent, probably equals around to like a fifty percent Hulk. Mm. If I had to say, maybe I don't know, maybe like I, I'll give him sixty. Um, but dude just doesn't stand a chance. Against the OG. Um, dude can absorb gamma radiation. I think he can absorb a few blows to the head, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Dude's a fucking beast. Goddamn tank. I do love that character, man. And I think that something that just made the, me... The, oh, the Hulk hands? Of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, just... Oh, my God. I we, we had an unfinished basement. I would just go around punching the walls. I just like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just fucking they like crazy dicks you know? in the middle, so you reach yep. in and you grab something to hold on, and you just yep. gah, gah, gah. yeah, no, oh. I fucked those things up. I really did. Um, yeah. Didn't you have both the Hulk and the Thing hands too? I, I did. Like had, I had the yeah. Thing hands. The yeah. Thing. Wow. The clobber, yep. It's clobbering time. I had the Rock. Wow. The Rock oh, hands. I never had know? the Things. Okay, that's pretty cool. I was a big that's... Fantastic Four guy, though. We talked about that on the Fantastic Four episode. I fucking loved those movies. So. uh I had like a human torch action figure that was like half on fire. Like it had all that, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a Hulk figure somewhere around here. Um, yeah. I'd have had for fucking as long as I can remember, but, uh, hmm. yeah, man, I, uh, I, I fucking love what this movie made me realize is that I cannot wait for there to be another Hulk movie. You know, like the fact that we haven't put a spotlight on this character in so fucking long. And there, there's, there's a reason universal, Marvel mm-hmm. Studios only recently got the full rights back That's to Hulk, true. like last year. So yeah. Universal didn't want to make another Hulk movie, so there was never another Hulk movie. It had to be he had to be incorporated into other things. That's why he was in Thor Ragnarok. You know, mm-hmm. like they were like, we need something to keep him relevant. You know, um, so I, I think we're finally on our way. We're finally on our way to getting another Hulk movie. Um, and it'll be interesting now that, you know, Mark Ruffalo getting a solo Hulk movie in the place he's at doesn't sound super interesting to me. 
Um, is it a Mark Ruffalo Hulk, or is it just are they just gonna take She Hulk and make like her the new like? Uh, I mean, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Hulk is still around. Yeah, but like he, what movie would they make with him? You know, what is? Oh, don't gonna, get me wrong. I'd much I prefer guess, a Tatiana snap, Maslany. You know? She-Hulk thing. I love Jen Walters. I like Jen Walters She-Hulk more than I like Bruce Bruce Banner Hulk. Yeah, Bruce um, Banner's Hulk though. He's so slept on in the MCU. Like this dude has done so much, and he just mm-hmm. doesn't get the credit. Dude is the one responsible for like actually bringing everyone back. Like dude snapped. Uh, he snapped with the Infinity Gauntlet first. It has to be me. It's like I was made for this. Like oh man, the it's like I was made for this. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's delivery of those lines always is kind of it's kind of goofy. I love him though. You know uh, what? I take it back. I do want a Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie. Um, no, nah, I, I think uh, I, I, they would just have to reignite a conflict within that guy's story, you know, because mm-hmm. where the Hulk is at in the MCU at present, I don't even know where you begin to go with that. Like he's, I found the best of both worlds, the brain and the brawn, and I put him mm-hmm. together. You know, like. He did all that off. Like, if they want to do a movie that's happening uh, in, in that between time. that when he's figuring that out, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. Fi- I'd like to see that. But you know, I, I'm not too interested in what Professor Hulk has going on now. Um, but uh, yeah. Do we have any last thoughts, or should we? Uh, should we get on to rating this bad boy? I think that's it. I think I'm good. On, on to it. Okay. Um, Let's do yeah, it then. Okay. We'll obviously start with Mike once more. As uh, as is the uh, tradition, you know, you get to rate it alongside us as we've got, I think this is our 36th movie. Uh, uh, 35. 35th. 35, yes. 35th movie 35. in the uh, in the project here. So we've got 34 other movies to compare it to. Might be a little bit easier for you to rate it alongside us instead of, uh, you know, throwing, throwing, a, throwing down alongside uh, with us. But... Uh, on a scale of one to ten for enjoyment, how much are you digging this movie? I gave this one a six and a half. Ooh. Knowing the information that you just told me about the Hulk rights thing, probably I probably would have bumped it up if I knew that. And that's because that's part of the reason why I didn't really enjoy it a whole lot, just because there was nothing else that like like it was just like it felt like that was like a solo movie and kind of like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. Like you, there was like the the prequel or you know, there's a lot of information in the, the opening, whatever montage set you want to call. And so I just felt like it was, there could have been more and there should have been more. And, but I didn't know that. So yeah, I get that's you. why I give it a lower score is just because I, I just felt like there could have been before, after thrown in too. So but yeah, no, I, I, think I, it's fair. It's I think it's fair. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm pretty forgiving of this movie. At present, I've got it at a decent spot on my little comic book movie journey mm-hmm. ranking. Um, of the of the five movies we've covered with Michael here, I would have it at three. Um, Iron Man, yeah, or not Iron well, Man, Spider Man, uh, Spider Man, Spider Man Two being the only two that or I have above yet. it. Okay, um, yeah, Spider Man Three would be below. Okay. Um, yeah, I did on my, on my little list here, I slotted it in. It's, I mean, it's, it's above Spider-Man three. 
I just didn't – the only question was do I like it more than Ghost Rider or not? It's definitely not X-Men, which is my next level up. Uh, so mm. it's just if I like it more than Ghost Rider, and I think I do. I think Ghost Rider is fun, but this is also fun and good. Um, I would say it's better than Ghost Rider, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like uh, – so I think it, right now it slots in at 10 on my list of, of all the movies we've done. Same. Um, so – I mean, and and I put it right above Ghost Rider, and we've given Ghost Rider an eight. Um, but I think I don't know; it could either tie Ghost Rider in enjoyment. Like it's, Ghost Rider is more of a fun movie. If anything. yeah, no, like I would I would say an eight. Like when I say I like it more than Ghost Rider, all I mean is that I would watch it sooner. But I don't think I like eight two five. I think we've got like X two or X Men or eight two five like, is Spider Man two. Yeah, um, no, no, yeah, eight's fine. Um, yeah, so, um. Yeah, eight is also X Men and Batman Returns. So like eight, eight's also Spider Man three, um, for enjoyment. So there's, okay. there's kind of a, a lot of a lot of movies that are are joining there. Seven seven five. That's where you get down in Batman eighty nine and Daredevil. I don't think I'm there. I think I'm above that. So I think I am either. Yeah, I think it has to be an eight then for me. I, I, there's no way I can give eight two five. Oh, I'm with you. I'm I'm cool with an eight. I'm I'm perfectly cool splitting the splitting the difference there and making it an eight. And I think that we've kind of loaded that number up quite a bit to the point where, you know, it's one of those things where if we were to break it down, one of them would be a seven point eight, one of them would be a seven point nine, one of them would be yeah. an eight, one of them would be an eight point one. Sort of that like you could rank them, but since we do the point two five intervals, yeah. it feels right to kind of slot it in at that spot for me. Um and this is I feel like a common tier of superhero movies that we will find. Um, I feel like this is, it's going to be a very common, like it's not the Logans. It's not the into the spider verse. It's not the ones that you hold to a different tier that you're like, you know that they're better, but these are like just good. So I can't really say a whole lot bad about them, you know? Yeah. Um, so, okay. There we are in the good old genre here. Um, yeah. Action yeah. adventure. Monster flick. How you how you feeling about that, Mike, on a scale of one to ten? I thought they nailed it. So I gave it a nine out of ten. I thought mm. they nailed the whole action part with uh also allowing, you know, the relationship to come in and take place and then you have, you know, mm. the the constant doucher, I would say, as in uh not not abomination, but the general just mm-hmm. I, I classic doucher. I hated yeah. him and every single like version of Hulk I've watched, like cartoon wise or like the O three version and then this version I've always hated that guy and I think mm-hmm. that's a good thing so I'm glad he's there. Oh, yeah. Um but yeah I thought they I thought they nailed the the genre movie so nine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah I'm uh, I'm not far off from that. Like I think that as far like some of the most exciting action in any MCU movie actually yeah. like that whole sequence yeah. at the college campus is all Ooh. time and then the ending fight in New York is pretty fucking epic. And I think that the way they play with the sci-fi angle with the cure and everything, um, I thought all that was really interesting. Uh, I, there's not a, there's not a lot in this movie. The one thing that I think that the Hulk movies could, uh, benefit from a little bit that I, I'm shocked they haven't really dove into at all is just a little bit of a horror thing. Just a little bit of a, of a, you get it more with Spider-Man than you do the Hulk, and it's yeah, like, Yeah, and it feels like, and, and Spider-Man's got some scary villains, but Hulk mm-hmm. is a terrifying entity, and if we're watching them, the first time we see him is kind of through the eyes 
of the people that are afraid of him. I feel like they could have done a little bit more mm-hmm. there to kind of mm-hmm. amplify that. Um, mm-hmm. But since they don't take a swing at it, I can't really be like, well, there's no horror in a horror movie. It's not even close to a horror movie. So, like, I don't want to take that into consideration. I just want to throw that out there that I would like a little more horror in a Hulk mm-hmm. adaptation. But, uh yeah, I, th- I don't know. Nine would put it on the same level as, like, V for Vendetta. Um, and right below that is Spider-Man 3 at an 8-5. Um, and I think, like, I don't know. Like, the action oh, yeah. is is really good. The superhero aspects are, are good. I think the more faults of it will, will fall more on the critical um, rating, if anything. Not, not, not genre, like, because... The action was really, really good. Still holds up yeah. today. Even like when he throws those shields, he just rips a Jeep in half with one of those shields. Just mm-hmm. he throws it through it and then like just jumps on the other one. You're just like, oh fuck. You're just like hell. Like hell yeah. Like No, yeah. I mean, uh, even comparing it to a couple movies back, like Ghost Rider. Um mm-hmm. super cool action in Ghost Rider, I would say, but like the visual effects don't hold up nearly as well as Incredible Hulk and the action's just not nearly as mm-hmm awesome as this like there's there's a lot of really awesome stuff in this and uh you know i love that like opening tracking shot sort of of the city he's in where like we we so it it has this like mm-hmm. travelogue adventure feel where it scans that entire mountain all the way up to where he's at like that's super cool um yeah mm-hmm. man I, i'd be cool with an eight seven five nine that's that's, that's a cool range thinking. for me i was thinking eight seven five i think V for Vendetta knew more what it was doing. Like mm. that's that's a that's a different. I don't know. It's doing it a little bit better for me. Yeah, but, but uh, not quite. Uh, not that far. Um, no, I like so that. I think, yeah, I like, I like eight eight seven five. There. That's cool with me. Okay. That's cool with me. Uh, uh, Mike, I'm assuming you'll sit out the adaptation. Correct. Cool. 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 Um, I have gotten a chance to read a little bit more Hulk Ooh. since the last time we did, uh, since the last time we covered yeah. Hulk. So, um, we gave again, the, that's kind of where my by the way, desire yeah. for horror comes in. Mm. Um, Hulk comics are, they can be anyway, horrific to look at. Like the art is the body horror stuff you can do with Hulk that mm-hmm. you're just not getting any of. and i understand why they're not like it's it's a children's movie still like this is marketed at kids and so that makes sense that you're not gonna do all that but uh the the 200 beats per minute thing not a huge fan of that yeah, i think that's true. all right um true that does suck all in all i think that the fact that this doesn't address you know any prior trauma with the Hulk, it doesn't, you know, it just deals with what happens within this, what, two hours and ten minutes or whatever the fuck. Um, there's nothing that happened prior that really affects it, and anything that comes next doesn't really affect it, you know? It's just like, yep, he became the Hulk, went on the run, here's what's happening. It's true. Um, yeah. You know, I think that Bruce Banner deals with a great deal more internally than what this movie kind of gives you beyond just like, I need to control the Hulk. It's like, there's a reason he can't and they mm. don't go into that like at all. Yeah. Um, that is fair. Honestly, the, the OG, the 2003 Hulk, we gave a seven. better adaptation. Yeah. Better they did. Adaptation. I think they did, did a better job and we gave that, that a seven. 
Um, I'm going uh, not super, not too much lower because I think that the adaptation of uh, the leader is pretty interesting. It's not spot on, but it's not bad. I think that the abomination adaptation is super, super cool. Love that. Um, now, as far as comics with the abomination, I'm not super familiar with like how mm-hmm. he became abomination mm-hmm. and stuff. So like, I can't really speak to that, yeah. but. Uh, His drive just to want to kill him seems very comic book. Yeah, it's 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 very very faithful. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. What what do we got at about a six? Six. Uh, We have a lot. Uh, We have Superman three, X Men, Blade, Blade two, Superman Returns, and Rise of the Silver Surfer. Throw throw it at six. Yeah, I'm cool with the six. In there. Okay. I can dig, but above Blade Trinity, barely above Blade Trinity. Is that is that where I would where say you so? It? I would okay. say so. Six. Um, like but yeah, so that brings us to critical. Brings us to the critical rating of this movie. And on a scale of one to ten, just how good is it for you, Mike? The acting, the 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 photography, the action. You know that is important. Uh, the visual effects, the the score. I fucking love the score in this movie, by the way. Mm. Um. How are you feeling about it? Scale of one to ten. I got so I gave it the same score as my enjoyment as a six and a half. I thought again, I thought everything was pretty well rounded. Um, there were some parts, I like I said, the questions that are still kind of unanswered that threw me off. Um, but other than that, I mean, acting was solid. I thought it was a solid cast, especially with uh, you know, just was it Betty's ex boyfriend? Like that was yeah, cool. Yeah, coming back to him, that was pretty cool. And action was amazing. Yeah, it was just just having those unanswered things is what just kept me lower. I dig it. No, I dig it. And that's that's probably not super far off from where I'm at. But uh, with your final score there, it brings your rating of the movie to a 73%, um, which is uh, among the lower of the ones we've uh, probably our lowest for what you've covered with us. Uh, Incredible Hulk here. I remember you enjoying Batman Forever a great deal, and if Spider-Man 3 was your favorite Spider-Man movie, as I recall, there's no yep. way that any Spider-Man yep. movie got lower than this. Um, mm. But yeah, yep. 70%, not bad. Um, pretty solid, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But uh, And that's, you know, what, what do we have at about a 6.5 to compare to Mike here? 6.5 is Batman Forever and Superman 2 The Donner Cut. Um... Not super far off from that. Um, what about right below it and right above it? Let's let's right hear. Right below some of that. it is Superman two and Daredevil at a six. Above it, Spider Man three and Batman Returns at a seven. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know where I stand here. Like the the Betty just at just not giving a fuck, you know, at all. Just going no. Right there's a, there's a lot of really convenient things, you know, and uh, like what I was speaking to a little bit ago with the uh, with some of the adaptation stuff. I think actually does affect the critical rating. Like a lot of the stuff that you know they don't take any time to explore Bruce in any super yeah. meaningful way. Um, and, it mostly is just him being like gotta figure out how to keep Hulk at bay, and that's all I do. That's all I am. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And I think that kind of that kind of grows stale. Um, even if you're not a Hulk fan or into the comic books, I feel like you see the 200 beats per minute thing, and you're like, "Wait, really? That's yeah." Like, even if you're not like a a Hulk fan, you're like, "That's kind of bullshit." Still, it's super simple. Like, it's just it's too plain. Yeah. Like, 
and, and somehow you make that even more simple than just he turns into a giant monster when he's angry. It's unnecessary. It's in fact, it's unnecessarily complicated. You don't yeah. need to complicate it like that with such a simple number. It's just like mm-hmm. he get mad. He go big. That's all. That's all that. That's all that happens there. So, um, hmm. you know, I think that, you know, the, the founding formational relationship of this movie, Betty and Bruce entirely depends on stuff that does not happen in the movie you know you're just supposed to be like oh yeah they're dating oh yeah they have yeah. a history yeah um and it's fine you know like it's not it's it's not necessarily bad i think that if they're gonna do that they did it about as good as they could have but the only reason it pays off for me is because i know their relationship i un- like from other shit and i think that that's what this movie does a lot of assuming is that you are familiar with hulk lore and when you're making a movie i don't think you can do that um yeah yeah no i think like at first i was like oh batman forever the donner cut out of six five i'm like i think i'm going higher than six five but i don't think i am i think it's like six two five or like daredevil i think it's better made than daredevil um, I think I, I think visually it's better. I, I think like uh, visual effects and action and all that is better th- in like, this. But barely, yeah, uh, not by so much. That would I mean if we're putting it below the Donner cut and above Daredevil, I mean it gives it a six two five unless you want to put it on the same level as Daredevil and Superman two at a six. No, I I'd go six two five because I think the performances in this put it a cut above Daredevil as well. Like uh, yeah. Ed Norton is extremely good in it. Like while these actors don't have a lot to chew on, they do a lot with it. Tim Roth, uh, Liv Tyler, William Hurt, Ed Norton—they do incredible in this movie. I don't think there's a single performance in this movie I could point to and go, "That's not good." And if you could, it would be Tim Blake Nelson as Samuel Stearns. But he's being a weird, like, that's the character yeah. he's playing, you know, like, it, it's supposed to feel like, oh, this guy's a fucking weirdo, you know? So, like, I think it's fine. Um, so what's that bring us to there? Yeah. Rings it out to a 725. Right, a uh, 73. Which puts, it, which puts it, um, right below X-Men, which is actually perfect because that's where I have it on my, my list, but above Same. the Donner cut, Superman 2, Blade, Ghost Rider, um daredevil and the likes so literally it puts it one below x-men one above donner cut yep my 9 that's... 10 11 uh-huh. is x-men incredible hulk donner cut so that's perfect that that makes that's sense my nine and ten but the donner cut does not come until 14 ah until yes donner. i enjoy i enjoy um, the donner cut a great deal but, but uh yes yeah, seven two five i think i think that does that does make sense there it puts it at 14 on our list 14 uh, out of 35 ain't bad. That ain't mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, top half. Top half. I like that. Um, But yeah, with that, we shall conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. Um, We're doing our 5x5 five five Halloween episode tomorrow. Uh five sets of top five favorites and that's uh, that'll be available there tomorrow but we did some preparation for it on patreon and i also did a recent thing where i wrote uh, a ranking of three frankenstein movies just wrote a few little reviews and ranked all three of them and it was a lot of fun it's a 
quick little thousand word read, but it was a lot of fun. Um, so that's there for $3 a month. You can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever it is that you might be listening. And to continue tuning in and downloading, we got a lot of fun shit on the docket for you. Right now, we are in the midst of our David Fincher spotlight. Um, we did Fight Club earlier this week, and we are doing the social network next Wednesday with Jesse Eisenberg and Andrew Garfield and the like. And we will also be continuing our comic book movie journey through film next Friday with the dark Knight, And we'll be joined by Claire De Janeiro for that as she's, uh, she's joined us for many a Batman thing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, game of Thrones. We're still rewatching game of Thrones right now. I believe next week is the season six premiere. Um, we got season six, episode one. So we're, we're ticking away. We're almost done kind of, um, <laughs> but we're, we're getting there, you know, slowly, but surely we're getting there. Um, but yeah, remember to stand in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA as they continue their struggle against the studios. Remember to maintain solidarity, Thank as you. Al Pacino put it in The Irishman. Um, they deserve everything they're asking for and more. Without them, we wouldn't be able to watch all this wonderful stuff that we talk about every single week. And I think it's only fair that they get what they ask for. Um, doesn't seem too complicated to me, but, you know, who am I? Who am I? Just a lowly, lowly man doing a podcast about the things that I enjoy, which mm. is because of actors. So, um, but yeah, um, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you for returning for the fifth time, Michael Muehlberger. Of course, always enjoy coming on with you guys, hanging out, talking. So, good times, good times. Good times indeed, my friend. And, uh, yeah, of, of course we'll have to, we'll have to figure out what your next move with us is, as there's not a sequel to the Incredible Hulk. You know, with Spider-Man, it was so easily built in. It was like, well, you'll do this trilogy with us, but, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to figure something out with the Incredible Hulk, um, uh, to build off of. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, and thank you everybody for joining us. Remember, peace, love, and bloom. And Hulk. Smash.